Short and sweet. I like it. Yeah. Kudos, sir. We got uh, Jeff, Bernie, Jack, and Gus in here this week. Hello. Howdy. Hello. How are y'all doing? Good. Good. How are you doing, Gus? I've had a long, a long few days, but uh, look, look, things are starting to look better. I was telling Gus this morning, I feel like I'm ruining our friendship because every time I talk to him, it's to tell him that I can't log into the site. Or he, he'll, he'll tell me incorrectly. He's like, I can't log into the site. I'm like, can you hit the site? He's like, oh, I can't hit the site. To be, like, come to on, be dude, fair, those are, those are two totally to be, different things. To be fair, I was trying. I could hit the site this morning, and I tried to log in, and it was like churning in the background. And then I let him know ten minutes later, and at that point, the site had then gone down on top of it. But initially, I just hadn't gone back to check to see if the site was still up. But did you read about there was some dude in San Francisco who just went to jail for hoarding the passwords for the San Francisco city servers? Yeah, I think we yeah. had talked about it when he did it initially. When he was busted, he, yeah, he had locked everyone. He was a contractor who had locked everyone out of, uh, I guess, the company or the citywide infrastructure that he had uh, built and implemented. And I guess he got sentenced to four years, I think, four years in prison. Let that be a lesson to you. Don't yeah. that you can't do that. Yeah, he changed the password on everyone and then wanted money in order to give them the password to uh, unlock the services. So what was he busted for? Extortion? Uh, I don't remember exactly what he went to prison for. I'd have to look that up. Yeah, it seems like a it seems like a thing that system administrators have. It's like, well, they fired me. Well, good luck getting your passwords. Like, no, it's not good <laughs> luck. It's the law. Yeah, then they will get them. It's the passwords are not your property. You're not you're not withholding them from anyone. In my in my previous corporate life, we had a situation like that. It wasn't for us, but it was for somebody we knew or someone we had a business relationship with, where they went through that with a technical person. That was the fastest I have ever seen a judge move in my life. Oh, really? Yeah. They. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't twelve hours before they had a whatever you know a writ or a subpoena. I don't know exactly what it was, but the, this guy was getting them back or he was going to jail. That's crazy. Yeah, he wasn't going to hold this company stuff hostage. And it's like a weird thing. This week is like the week of weird quitting stuff. Oh, are you thinking about the, the JetBlue guy? And, and the dry erase board chick. Oh, that, oh, that was yeah. fake. That was fake, by the way. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. People, I was talking about that on Twitter. Uh, we were talking about people's reactions to the dry erase board chick. And my reaction was, yes, it's very, very funny. I would never hire this girl. Right. I would never hire somebody who I know that she, didn't, she wasn't even fired. She was right. quitting. She quit. And then people kept pointing out to me or to say, hey, it's fake. That's fake. It's like, that doesn't matter. It doesn't, it's fake. Doesn't it's matter. people's reactions to saying, this is so cool. This is so badass what this girl did. That's the interesting thing is that people think this is badass, not the fact that it's real or fake. Right. You can still discuss something that's fake, but fake on the internet's a big deal. Once it's fake, then everything goes out the window, yeah. right? Yeah. All like, out the window. She got back at him by destroying her credibility as an employee. Way to <laughs> burn know? bridges. Got some great references out of that job. And it was amazing when I asked that on uh, on Twitter and her site. I forget where I asked it, but a bunch of people said, "Yeah, I'd hire her. Why wouldn't I? If she's good at her, jo- her job, why wouldn't I hire her?" That's stupid. Those, these are people who cannot hire anyone who are saying that to you. By the way, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> these are people who have no input on the hiring dis- on the hiring process. I guarantee you, I'd hire her, and then six months from now, I'd go, "Oh fuck, fuck yeah, yeah." When you, I'm the butt of the joke on the internet, when you hire people at a company, you, one of the biggest underlying qualifications is, is this person going to give me a hassle? I mean, is this right. going to like, is this person going to make my life harder? It's not something that ever comes up in the interview. It's like, are you, are you weird? Are you, yeah, are you like, a strange person? How crazy are you? Is yeah. this crazy going to cause me trouble? Yeah. And the people who are going to hire her are all bosses. You know, they, they don't want to deal with employees like that. Exactly. There's no, the, the employees, don't, employees don't get together and go, she's cool. Let's vote her into the company. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, I got to say that, 
The girl with the dry erase board thing. I didn't identify with her at all. The guy on the JetBlue flight. Well, do you know this guy's yeah. name? Well, Slater or something? Steve, Steven Slater. This goes back to what we talked about. What we've been talking about the past few weeks. The fucking rules on the airplane. Yep. The rules are there for a reason. Some motherfucker thinks he's above the rules. Getting up while the plane's taxiing. Pulling his bag down. Hitting people in the fucking head. Is that what you happened? Be, yeah. The plane was still taxiing. And the guy got up. Well, the fucker gets the top up. And starts pulling out his luggage. The dude, the tailor comes flight, over. Flight attendant. Flight attendant comes over and is like, hey, you, you can't do that. The guy hits him in the head with the bag and then tells him to fuck off. And so the guy's like, as, All he, right. as he was pulling the bag out of the overhead bin. That's yeah. how he hit it. It's not like he whipped his bag around. Right, no, it just fell on the flight attendant. And then the guy was so indignant, he was like, fuck you. I'm not going to follow the rules. So the guy's like, All right, cool. I've had enough. This is the 15th fucking time this has happened to me this week. I've had to deal with some son of a bitch who can't observe basic rules. Yeah, he can't, you know, he's not getting off he's the plane so any faster. He's so fucking important. The, the door he's has gotta not have opened. His, yeah, he's got to have his bag first. 239 other people on that plane, not nearly as important as this fucking guy. Guess what? The door's still fucking closed on the plane. I'll never understand that, Gus. Why do people rush to stand in the aisle I know, it's crammed like, in with everybody else? You're not getting off. You gotta, you gotta wait in line. Oh my god. But what, what I mean, the, the flight attendant has an extraordinary amount of power there. I mean, yeah. he, he could have probably had the guy thrown in jail. He could have handled it properly. Who, the stewardess? The flight attendant. The steward. Steward? Steward. Yeah. The attendant. Well, he could, no, but he could have. I mean, if he's going to yeah. have a reaction, most flight attendants would be like, okay, buddy, you want to stand up? You just endangered everyone on this plane. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You're going to get to spend the next three hours talking with Homeland Security. I'm instituting Skylaw. Attend- yeah, attendants, <laughs> attendants have a lot of power. They do. Know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, if an attendant says you're getting off this plane, you're getting booted. You get booted. It's just going to happen. Yeah, he definitely, you know, it's, it's a funny story. Uh, well, we should probably explain what happened for those ten people out there who haven't heard this story. Yeah, so after that happened, the uh, f- the steward walked back to the PA, <laughs> picked up the PA, cursed out the entire plane. But he didn't curse out the entire plane. He, he did. He did. He cursed, but he didn't curse at everyone in the plane. But he's on the PA. Yeah, he said, to the motherfucker who just told me to fuck off. You know, thanks. It's been a good 20 years. Then he grabbed a couple of beers, <laughs> which is the best part of the whole story to me. And he popped the emergency float and the, fucking the shoot, slid yeah. the chute, slid down it, went to his car, got in his car, drove home, and got arrested. At that point, that's when I would start to slow clap at the back of the plane. <laughs> <laughs> that building clap. Yeah. It was great publicity for JetBlue. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, no I mean, their name's everywhere now, and I don't think the, I don't think people are looking at this in a negative light. Where what, what was the, where were the two from on that flight? Uh, it was it had landed in New York. I think it was landed in Kennedy. I don't know where it was coming from. Yeah, it was definitely Kennedy. Mm-hmm. So that dude was a New Yorker then. Yeah, which, nice. ex- which explains a lot. Yeah. I, I, I think – and people on the, fl- the plane that they were interviewing said – I wish I could quit my job like that. That was awesome. And you know they were held up big time. Oh, sure. You, you pop that emergency slide, I guarantee everyone's not just walking off the plane as soon as that guy does that. No, they're, they're yeah. going to sit in those seats for another fucking hour, which Probably. is like the ultimate revenge for that steward, too. Like that dude that had to have his bag because he's in such a fucking hurry he's got an extra hour on that plane because of that. And yeah. he probably had to fucking talk to cops and the whole thing, you know? And every other passenger is staring at that guy because they got no one else to direct their ire at. Right. So it's like, thanks, dickhead. I bet it was a great hour for that dude, or however long. I'm sure, I'm sure he's just fine. I'm sure he doesn't give a fuck. People go nuts yeah. on planes. They do. It's definitely, like, who was the dude who, who was the dude, really rich guy, was he a rock star, that he just lost his mind in the plane, and he turned over the drink cart, and then took a crap on it? Oh, yeah. Who was that guy? What? Um, 
I don't remember. I vaguely remember that story. It was like 10 years ago, right? Something like that. It was the, the start of the air rage craze, was it, right? Was it one of the guys from R.E.M.? I know one of those guys got booted off a plane for going nuts on a stewardess. I don't know. Hmm. Didn't Naomi Campbell, like, slap one or anything? Like, mixing was, stuff? She, she slapped her personal assistant, yeah. yeah. And then she stole blood diamonds, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so Fortune 5, I'm looking at this. Uh, Buck, Buckley Finnerin was accused of defecating on a food cart. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm getting this off the internet on the fly here. I don't know exactly who this is. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm reading conjecture now, trying to figure out who this is. But anyway, yeah, some guy went nuts. I remember he like dumped over. It was in 1996. Dumped over the drink cart and then dumped on the drink cart. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just. I mean, that's a whole that's, different level of rage. I mean, that's really, really angry. <laughs> that's you put that guy in a cage. You know? I know. God, de-evolving on the spot <laughs> in first class. I don't, I don't know what the next step beyond that is. We take a dump on the flight attendant after that. <laughs> oh, so there's already a uh, Taiwanese animation of the guy sliding out of the jet blue plane. By the way, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, Man, yeah. They, those things have gotten really popular. Well, it what was seems, the, it seems like the, they, they all, they're always making them now. Like they had the was it the Tiger Woods the Tiger one? Woods was that one the first was, one? That was the big breakout one, and they had the uh, the iPhone four one. They did a Snooky one recently. Did they? I know this. So what else is new, Gus? Well, we got PAX coming up in a couple of weeks. That's pretty new. Oh, yeah. I want to say one more thing about the flight attendant guy. Okay. Though. Which is, I the first story that I linked about it was a Daily News story. And Daily News, New York Daily News, decided to lead with that the guy was arrested at home in bed with his boyfriend. So this is a gay guy, too, that did all this. Okay. This is a gay rage that was at play here. Now, there, there's something there. And this is like... Fact number 8,000, why it's way better to be a gay guy than a straight guy. Because if I came home to my wife and I told her, baby, I just quit my job. Oh, by the way, I also chugged two beers, popped the emergency slide, and I'm probably going to be arrested in the next two hours. My wife would not say, let's do it. <laughs> she would not. <laughs> that would be the last thing on her mind. I would the, get cops, the cops wouldn't have arrested you in bed with your wife. They would have arrested you in the garage. Exactly. <laughs> sleeping in the back of the car. They had to pick me up at the emergency room after I got beat to death like a frying pan. Meanwhile, like meanwhile this guy got a blowjob and a high five. <laughs> know, right? no, it's so ridiculous. That's awesome. It's like that was two hours. He goes home and bangs his boyfriend. <laughs> it's perfect. That's a really good point. <laughs> no lectures about where are we going to get money. <laughs> it's like your boyfriend's just like, that's badass, dude. How about a blowjob? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's play some Xbox. <laughs> Call of Duty. <sighs> so you think uh, the Medal of Honor is coming out. Do you guys think that uh, there's going to be a lot of hubbub about the fact that you can play Al-Qaeda on uh, – Medal of Honor? They already quashed that a little bit, right? Is that true? Who quashed yeah. it? I didn't know that. The developers, they were like, it's a game. Get over it. It's a game. And that, that was their argument. That's quashing. I don't think, I don't think that qualifies as quashing. <laughs> well, that's their stance on it. Yeah. Nobody complains that you can play Nazis in every World War II game. Or the fact that you shot up an airport in, you in, know, in Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Warfare 2. 2. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it's a big deal. People are, I think people are now starting to do Fox News' job for them, where they're trying to get inflammatory before Fox News gets a chance to. I assume everyone saw the uh, Black Ops multiplayer trailer where they showed a, a hint of that they might have a theater mode. Yeah. 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 I, I cool. didn't see that. Pretty crazy. Yeah. They uh, they show someone playing through, like, multiplayer and then, like, popping up, like, the, the, the controls, like, play, pause, rewind, fast forward, and then, like, scrolling through it, moving the camera around. 
Good. So I think they're doing a full reveal. When, does anyone remember when the full reveal? I think it's like uh, September 1st. It's something like that, or the 30th of August Yeah, or something. Yeah, end of this month, beginning of next month, they're going to do the full reveal, I guess, and really talk about it. Hmm. So it's, it's cool. I can't believe it's taken three years for someone finally to... Uh, to really fully embrace that and have a, you know, a fully functioning theater mode. It, it seems like theater mode should be a standard feature of every video game that comes out, right? Yeah, well, no especially, yeah. especially shooters. I mean, with, like, NLG and everything, you want replays of that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, so I'm, I'm super excited for that now. Yeah, it should be something that everything. It makes me wonder at what point will that be a baked-in feature of the console. That oh. you can just re- – it captures game data on the fly, and then you can just replay or it records on its own. That's interesting. I mean, it's it. Why have every game have it if you can just build it into the console, right? Make like yeah. a, just make like an API for it and have every game have it. Yeah, or like a TiVo style thing where it just maybe just records its own video feed. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever comes out of the, the. You might not be able to recam it and things like that, but at least you could replay things. Or like a PVR where like the Xbox is always recording the last thirty seconds of gameplay. Yeah, you know? yeah. 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 So I said TiVo, you said PVR. Like anyway, same thing. Yeah. You went generic on me. <laughs> what does PVR stand for? Personal video recorder, I think. Yeah, I thought it was <laughs> personal. I don't know. As opposed to the ones used for commercial purposes. I thought it was a, a DVR, isn't it? Digital video recorder. I've heard them called PVRs. Really? Well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I haven't heard that one before, but I don't keep up with it. I can't find the drunk guy who pooped on the drink card. I'm getting, I'm getting upset about that. Check Snopes. Yeah, actually, yeah. one of the, the straight dope came up, which is... Mm. The, the, is it the lesser version of Yeah, the lesser version. How long has Snopes, Snopes been around? Because I can remember going to Snopes, I think, like in 96, 97... Snopes has been around a long fucking time. Yeah. I'll see if I can find out. Snopes, of course, is the... It is uh, one of the first sites I went to on the internet. The, we- the website you go to to debunk urban legends and fucking email forwards and all that stupid shit that people send you on the internet. Yeah, well, they, they haven't updated their site design since that time. So. No, the site design looks great. It's optimized for Internet Explorer 4. <laughs> yeah. Netscape <laughs> Navigator Gold. <laughs> oh, Netscape. What a sad story. Yeah. I can't imagine making, like... The premier product, like the premier connection to the internet that everyone had, and then just losing that. Like once the internet blows up. Talk to Yahoo. Man, yeah, no kidding. It does seem like first on the internet doesn't seem to matter very much. Right. You know, it's the second one is always the best thing. So, like, what's the second Twitter going to be? Twatter. You know, because Yahoo completely lost their lead to Google. Another good example is Friendster and Facebook. Or, or My- MySpace. 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 Yeah. Facebook. Facebook. MySpace is probably a better example than Friendster. MySpace actually hit, and people used it. People used Yahoo. People used Netscape. Mm-hmm. And then, where'd it go? Snopes started in 1995. Crazy. Cool. So, does is Firefox like some kind of spiritual successor to Netscape? Yeah, I think it was like the open source uh, branch of Netscape. Okay. Makes sense. They both had like the same parent company, Mozilla. Or Mozilla. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, they had Navigator, which was their commercial product, and then Firefox. And now we have Google Chrome. <laughs> Yay, Google Chrome. Is it, does anyone here use Google Chrome? I use it every now and then. Nope. No, I've never even installed it. I installed it. I think after we bashed it a couple of podcasts ago, I finally broke down and installed it. How is it? You Actually, you know what made me install it? Was those videos they made showing how fast the browser was. Those were really good videos. Actually. I don't think we never talked about that. I don't think in the no, podcast. No, they were pretty cool, though. But, uh, yeah, just showing how I thought they were, they were cool videos, so I decided to download and install it. Yeah, you should uh, Effective link marketing. Those. There you go. Do you like Google Chrome? No. Really? I prefer Safari. I like Safari a lot. But whatever. A few years ago, on United Airlines' flight from Buenos Aires to New York, Gerard P. Finnerin, an investment banker who went totally bonkers, newspaper accounts said that after becoming intoxicated, Finnerin demanded more alcohol from flight attendants. When they refused, he began helping himself to the liquor supply. After being cut off a second time, he became visibly angry. He pushed one flight attendant, 
verbally threatened another, interfered with a third who was assisting a sick passenger, then walked up at the first-class cabin, dropped his pants, and defecated on the service cart in plain view of the passengers and crew. He then stepped in his own feces and tracked it through the main camera. <laughs> <laughs> when did Finner, this happen? <laughs> was arrested upon landing in New York. He subsequently pled guilty to assault and was sentenced to two years probation. In addition, he was given 300 hours of community service, $5,000 fine, and was ordered to pay more than $50,000 in restitution to the airline and to reimburse fellow passengers for the price of their ticket. $50,000. When did this happen? That's an expensive dump. I believe it was 1996. Okay, because you are... In- Post 9-11, you are not taking a dump in the middle of a, like, on a food cart and getting away with two years of probation. You're going to fucking get shipped off to Guantanamo. <laughs> God, that is so crazy. That is so crazy. Yeah, was, he, he racked up uh, potentially six federal offenses in one go, basically, when he did this. The seventh one's free. I don't know if you know that. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a you statute the, that's rarely used. The punch card. <laughs> <laughs> he, he gets a free federal offense now. That is losing your fucking mind. Some people, some people, just like go nuts when they're drunk. <laughs> Do you think there's a point in that when, he, like, when he's he's got to like unbutton his like un like unbuckle his belt and he's starting to pull his pants down? Do you think he has that moment where he goes, "Do I go this? Is this a good idea? <laughs> How far do is I want to take is this? It, yeah, is it worth it to take the dump? I get in these little rage. I have a pretty good imagination, I think. So when I get in rage, I can just imagine the worst case scenario for things. Like when I park in the parking lot right next door to us. And it's five bucks if you park for an hour. If you park more than an hour, it's eight bucks. Well, I've been paying eight bucks a day for about a year. And one time I put in five dollars and I went over the hour, so they towed my fucking car, <laughs> which cost me 180 bucks to get out. But when that happened, I was like, this company's going out of business. Here's what I'm going to do. You, know? <laughs> you, get this, you get this irrational thing going in your head, and I'm like, I'm going to talk to this guy. I'm going to say it. The people are going to see I'm not going to park there anymore. They're like, hey, what happened to the blue truck that used to park here every day? <laughs> and they're going to notice it, and the guy's going to get fucking fired, and the company's going to business. I was parking there the next day. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and, and like, I was like, I'm putting my money back in again the next day if they towed my fucking car just because it was convenient. You took that surprisingly well. Like, I was there when you got the call, and you found out your truck was towed, and you're like, hmm, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, we were in the middle of – we had just finished Crunch, I think, or something. I don't know, but – No, you were still uh, in was, Crunch. It was, yeah, it was towards the end of it. It's just like it didn't really matter. But, in my, you know, at, over time I was like thinking about how they'd fucked me and I'd given them so much money and I was going to – you know. It wasn't like an all-out rage or anything like that. And I was definitely like – why get why, – I'm not going to get worried about shit like that anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I used to get worked up about stuff like if you, you know, miss a checkbox on a form and like, oh, shit, and it seems like it's going to be a big administrative hassle – it never really is. Or if, you know, it always works out. You just gotta get you gotta go through somebody else's bullshit for a couple of weeks, and then you're done with it, and that's it. Or you know, if someone loses a, a giant check that your newly formed company has just received. <sighs> Why you guys gotta talk about Ajax when he's well, not here? Uh, <laughs> the first check we ever got from retail sales of Red vs. Blue DVDs was the biggest check any of us had ever seen, and we were so excited about it. We went out to lunch to celebrate. Jeff lost the check at lunch. <laughs> what? That, that, that absolutely did not happen. We had to fight about this for the next two hours. I was not with you at the Why time. did you bring the check with you? It was there, in the. We, tr- it disappeared in the truck. We were going to celebrate it, which, which you were the last person to have the check. So it didn't just I was disappear. in the back seat, and uh, you handed it back to me. I look. I looked at it, and I go, "Wow, that's crazy!" And then I handed it back to Ajax, and he put it on the floorboard between and, Bernie. And he's and of course Ajax. another another guy we used to work with. Yeah, now, nothing to do with Reverse Blue. He just worked at the company we worked at. And then the check disappeared, and it was suddenly my fault. And we thought I thought it was the end of the world. And for seven fucking years, it's been my fault. <laughs> 
Oh, no, I was luckily for me, I was in Puerto Rico at the time, so I cannot be implicated in oh, in this yeah. in this scandal. I was like, "What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do?" You know, and, and I called GameStop. I said, "Uh, we, you know, we can't we can't look at the check. What should we do?" She goes, "Oh, just put a stop payment on it and take the twenty bucks out of your next check we got for you. We'll cut you one next week." Like, yeah, so they know that. Oh, week. okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was like we were out of business. Things were going out in flames. <laughs> we, you know, we didn't we didn't exactly know what we were doing. Still a sore spot to this day. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, speaking of rage, did you guys see the McDonald's <laughs> video footage? <laughs> The chicken McNugget lady. Yeah, at six thirty a.m. on New Year's Day, a woman wanted chicken McNuggets and they wouldn't serve them to her, and so she ripped open the window and started punching the woman. And then when they got it shut, she smashed the window open. Yeah, yeah, that lady, that lady that, was hungry. That lady wanted some fucking McNuggets. <laughs> yeah. That, year, right that year did not start well for her. <laughs> The best part of that, that is this fight lasts like 15 minutes, it seems like. It's like three or four minutes. Yeah. And then uh, she gets in a car and drives off, and immediately the next guy pulls up, and the lady just like hands him his food. And <laughs> like, yeah, nothing happens. Yeah. Everything's still got to yeah, keep going. Yeah. You imagine being that poor dude, but yeah, like, you're behind I just, that woman. I just want my McMuffin. Come on. Yeah. It's like, Jesus. It had to be me. Why am I always behind the crazy person? <laughs> I just want my hotcakes with sausage. I got to go to the airport. <laughs> I'll have what she's having. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me you're out of coffee. That lady, <laughs> that lady must have had two New Year's resolutions. Number one, McNuggets. Number two was no more bullshit. <laughs> no more bullshit. <laughs> I'm not taking this shit anymore. No matter what it is. Right out of the gate. No, don't serve McNuggets at 6.30 in the morning, lady. Oh, man. You know, how many times do you think McDonald's employees have to put up with that? It's like all the time, I bet. I, I don't want to have the conversation with the dude at 1035, why he can't have a hash brown. Yeah. I'm just tired of having that conversation. Bill, make six extra hash browns today. We're just going to sell them to people. <laughs> Fuck it. That must be like – that's like the Chick-fil-A dude who runs who, who runs Chick-fil-A. I don't know if he owns it or whatever, but they don't stay open on Sunday. Right. Even at the malls or anything, the company shuts down on Sunday. It's got to be a – is there something McDonald's, like some weird thing where it's like, listen, 1030, that's it. This is – that is the hardest rule in the world. I've never seen that rule bended or broken. Yep. I've never seen that happen ever where they'll sell you a cheeseburger at like 9 a.m. or they'll sell you a you know a hash brown at 11 a.m. It it's never broken. you got to have rules, Bernie. That's <laughs> no, the really. fucking recurring theme. If there's a rule, you have to obey it. There's no fucking hash brown at 1031 a.m. There's no Big Mac at, not, at 1029 a.m. There, it has to be a cutoff. I just, I don't think you need rules like that. I think you have general guidelines and we're all Honestly, people and we can get together. Yeah, I don't believe in the rule. Like, going back to our earlier conversation, I don't believe in that rule. But it's there. Okay. you got to respect it. Yeah, but you, I think you guys are snits about the whole using your electronic devices. He always gets on me about it. Like, as soon as they even mention it. Because it's a fucking rule. So what? But you guys are upset because the fact that you're not breaking the rule. You're not upset about the rule existing. You just want everyone to follow if the rule. I, yeah, if I, can, if I have to follow the rule... Everyone has to follow. Oh, them. that's bullshit. It's totally true. Nope. Then you don't get people who pop the emergency slide and chug two beers on the way down. <laughs> you don't get that stuff. Yeah, but then everyone's a lot happier. Why are you looking at pictures of donuts? I'm looking at Krispy Kreme because you guys were talking about drive through things. So it's like this weird thing that's going on this week where similar things are happening, like the quitting and the raging and then the drive through. There was another drive through incident that happened at Krispy Kreme. Oh, I heard about at this. At one of these stores where they hired a new employee, and the way the manager – had this little thing she did that everybody knew about where she would take the, the store's daily receipts and put the cash in one of those bank bags. Yeah. But she didn't want to carry that out in the parking lot, so she would put it in an empty donut box. And then she would put it on the ledge of the drive through and then drive around with her car to pick it up. Apparently she did this every day. Nobody told the new employee this. 
So the new employee handed a drive-through customer a donut box with five thousand dollars in it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! And the story here is that the guy took it and was like, "She just handed me five thousand dollars. That's it's mine." Yeah, I'm I'm going away with it. This was obviously meant for me. Yeah, obviously this was meant to happen. And uh, the internet comments, unfortunately, were like, "Dude, I would totally keep the money. The government takes my money all the time. I'll get back whatever I can." It's like, what the fuck does Krispy Kreme have to do with yeah, Krispy Kreme's not taking your fucking money. Krispy Kreme's trading you money for donuts. Or better yet, that poor manager, that, that kid at the counter, they didn't have anything to do with that. But yeah, the guy just drove off with the money, and they have no idea who it is. Why would wow. they? Wow. And the guy got away scot-free. Yeah, with five grand, approximately. I think who, they got to gotta find that person. They I think have, they have to have security, security cameras, cameras in the drive-thru. Why would you think that? They have their security camera at the drive-thru at McDonald's. They fucking see a woman raging over McNuggets. That is true, I guess. Yeah. They got to see who, what kind of car it was and the fucking license plate at least. You got to think too. It's like when they get your—that's like the lottery of getting your drive-through order wrong. <laughs> you know, like, well, I ordered no ketchup, but they gave me five thousand dollars. <laughs> I'll take that mistake. Hey, you picked up uh, a, pre- a pretty cool new uh, device, right? That iSpot thing. I can't decide if it's cool or not. Oh, you guys? Why can't you it? decide? I just can't. I just I like it. It's like a very low-priced item, and it seems reasonable for the service. I just don't know that I can use the service. Like, I don't know what I'm going to use it for. Mm-hmm. But it seemed low enough. What it is is um, Gus detailed last week how we don't have internet in the office anymore, and we're all running off of a clear connection. What is that called? MaxFi or something? Uh, YMAX. YMAX. That's what it's called. And uh, so it's one of these citywide internets, and we just – internets. <laughs> internet, <laughs> internet services that we bended and plugged into. And uh, when we when we did that, we started paying more attention to what clear offers, and they offered this – iSpot, because you can probably explain a lot better than that. Yeah, it's just like a little device. It's like smaller than an iPhone that you uh, turn on, and it connects to the 4G network or the WiMAX. Yeah. And then it, pr- it broadcasts a little Wi-Fi hotspot you can connect iPhones and iPads to. It's called, a, it's called an iSpot. Yeah, it's hardware lock, so you can only connect iPhones and iPads to it. But if you have multiple iPads and you're like in a car or away from – uh, you know your, lo- your normal Wi-Fi connection, then it's super handy. Right, you connect up to eight devices for it. So, like, let's say you have eight iPads. Instead of paying for eight three G accounts, you can buy one iSpot and use. But how often does that happen? Right. Yeah. Which is what Bernie's now figuring out, I guess. Like, I have a Wi-Fi iPad. I don't. I've never like come in a situation where I was like, "Fuck, I needed internet and it's not available." But you could also do stuff like if you have an iPhone four. You could do FaceTime. Yeah, Since I guess that's true. Or download an app over twenty megs. Right. Right. You know that kind of thing. So I can't. It's, it's like it was twenty nine bucks to buy it, and it's twenty five dollars a month for the service. So essentially twenty five bucks a month. So I thought I'll just try it. There's no contract or anything like that. And it was sure. a one time sale. I thought we'll grab this thing and get it. And what I like about it is that it does seem to be the first device that I can remember where it does exactly what it should do, and it's just a power button. It's just a white puck that sits there, and then you just turn it on, and it works. Mm-hmm. You can connect to it with your iPhones and all that. That's it. Why aren't more products like that? Why do we have to learn so much about products, yeah. you know? It's also battery-powered, so it, I think it lasts for like three or four hours once you charge it. And you just take it with you. Keep it in your fucking pocket. It's cool because this thing accepts the 4G connection, and it has a built-in Wi-Fi router, essentially, mm-hmm. is what it's got. It mm-hmm. broadcasts Wi-Fi, and you just connect to this device like you would any other Wi-Fi router. How do you – do you have to connect, uh, like, authenticate in some way, or is it's, it just like the first eight to connect to it? It's got a password connected? that's printed on the bottom of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you have this little device. You turn it over, read the password, you show it to people, and that's it. You connect to it. And apparently it recognizes the MAC addresses for Apple products, but it doesn't recognize my iPhone 4. Yeah, it does not recognize your iPhone 4. It's really? A, it's not a compatible device. It says it's not an Apple device. So maybe I got a knockoff. Maybe, yeah, you got an iPod. <laughs> an iPod. <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, I, I wish more things were like that. Like, I don't know how routers. How does the average person set up a wireless I, router? God, I know. I get. I still get calls from like my mom and my stepdad with questions about the routers. Like, how did you set this up? Like, how did you connect to it before? I don't know. Like, I can't help them. And they don't seem to be getting better. No. In any way, the wireless routers still seem to be a huge hassle. I fight mine. Whenever I get a new one, I fight it for a day, and I know what I'm doing. How does the average person set it up to use it? Do you, that, what kind of router do you have at home? Uh, I have upgraded to uh, airports and then those little airport satellites. Mm-hmm. Was it, I have an airport extreme. It's a, made by Apple. It's yeah, a Mac yeah, yeah. one. Uh, so I have that, and then I have, which I really love, are the little plug-in ones. The that Express. just extend The, the Express. They yeah. extend the network. Mm-hmm. I've always had a problem. Range has always been a massive problem in my house where I can't put my routers in a place where I can reach them everywhere else. Must suck to live in such a big yeah. house. All right, shut up, jackass. <laughs> Buckingham Palace over here. Shut the fuck up. But no, I, ha- I use Airport Expresses at my house. Airport Express is pretty easy to set up, though. Yeah. I mean, it's damn near plugging in and it goes, you know? It's pretty cool. Does the Airport Express also have that audio out port? Yep. Yep. So you can feed into a stereo or something? Mm-hmm. That, that's pretty sweet. Nah. <laughs> the fuck do I use that for? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just like, wait, wait, what would you use that for? You'd put it in your living room next to your, like, you know, TV and stereo components. And then you'd also have more internet in your living room. And you'd have stereo output from your iTunes. You know what the most common thing said in my house is? I wish I had stereo input come from my iTunes. No, it's, hey, will you turn that down? Because we yeah. don't all want to listen to each other's stuff. And, and that's, so I'm, I'm trying to go more headphone and less like, hey, let's all listen to everyone else's music and drive each other nuts. Wow, you know what I'd love to hear? I'd love to hear Talking Carl as loud as fucking <laughs> Talking Carl is an app on the iPhone and iPad where it's a little red monster and... You say something to it, and it says it back to you in a high squeaky voice. Well, when your kids already have high squeaky voices, it's like you might as well just have a nails on chalkboard app is what you should have because they love it, though. They laugh their asses off with Talking Carl. It's been the best 99 cents I've ever spent in my life, but (laughs) jeez Louise, man. I get get sick of hearing it around the house. (laughs) Did you guys see that uh, Duke Nukem might be coming back by the guys who did Borderlands? I saw that. That uh, Gearbox, the ru- it's yeah, a rumor. Yeah, there's rumor that Gearbox Studios is picking up the Duke Nukem franchise and completing it. So, well, wasn't there a rumor a while back that Gearbox was landing a AAA title and then they never announced what it was? Uh, yeah, I, I vaguely Maybe. remember that. Oh, the rumor was Halo. Yeah, the rumor was Halo. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? But they were, de- but the, but it was rumored that Halo was that Triple X title or Triple A title. Triple <laughs> <AAA laughs> yeah. title. Um, well, I mean, there's. Some things about that story that do make sense, I guess. You know, 3D Realms was also in the Dallas area, just like Gearbox. Mm-hmm. And 2K handled the publishing for 3D Realms and also handled the publishing for Gearbox. Yeah. There's a story here on Kotaku, and it says uh, uh, the president of Gearbox basically said, you know, maybe you should watch what we say at PAX. So he's hinting that at, at PAX, they'll, well, make, I, an so they'll make an announcement. Randy Pitchford? Randy Pitchford, yeah. yeah. Would you be excited about Duke Nukem? No. At this point, no. I, I have not been excited about that game since 1998. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. Like, I'm, I don't get excited about Doom or Quake or Duke Nukem. I'm kind of excited about Doom, the, many, Doom 4. How many people are still, like, still remember playing Duke Nukem 3D, you know? Yeah. I feel like that was that was so long ago. Well, it, it was sort of like like the Nintendo versus Sega debate. It was like, are you a, you know, are you a Quake player or are you a Duke Nukem player? That's how I remember it. And you know, Really? It looks like Quake 1. Yeah, Quake <laughs> like 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 Duke Nukem 3D to like kind of fit in between the gap between Doom 2 and Quake, and so people started playing that, and then you know Quake oh. sort of took off from there. Quake is now basically just the name of a convention, though. 
I mean, pretty much. It's yeah. not like anybody's playing Quake these days. Well, I remember playing Quake, Quake Live is coming out. I think right. Yeah, yeah. it, it like, just you know, came out of beta. The browser-based Quake or whatever that is. Yeah, and uh, like I think uh, I think that Quake uh, Enemy Territories. Remember that Quake game? Wars that came, Enemy Quake Wars Enemy Territories. Didn't that game sell like twenty thousand copies? Something really sad. I don't know. Yeah, Enemy Territory Quake Wars. Yeah, when it came out, uh, it's a yeah, very confusing know. franchise. Is Quake part of the Doom franchise? No, no, it's not. I don't think so. No, I they're completely different storylines. But yeah, okay, maybe I, I maybe no it's just one of those things where it was developer finally broke out and was making a second franchise, right? But it always felt to me like some kind of weird offshoot of the Doom franchise. I could see that, like the, the one where you could look up and down. <laughs> is what it was. Initially. <laughs> it was like a tech demo. Although Quake was the first uh, game that I ever played Capture the Flag in, because some some. Uh, player modded a level where you could play Capture the Flag and invented Capture the Flag. Yeah. Oh, I was really? wondering who that guy was. Like, who was the guy who made the Capture the Flag mod that everybody played? I remember that. And now Capture the Flag is in every single FPS yeah. game. Did that original Capture the Flag mod, is that also the one that had grappling hooks? Or was that yep. A, yeah. Which was cool. Yeah, you could fucking grapple the dude with the flag and pull yourself to him. Yeah, yeah. I was playing uh, Monday Night Combat last night. And the left trigger was labeled as grapple. And I was like, that's awesome. We have grappling hooks. Nope, you just get to, like, grapple with uh, people. Yeah, like yeah. hand-to-hand combat or something. Yeah. yeah, it's a melee button, essentially. Uh, I played a game called Jailbreak on Quake 2. You guys ever play that? It was no. like when you die, you spawn in your opponent's jail. But then if you have enough people in jail, you could actually break out of your jail. Like, you could, you know, jump on top of each other until you could get to, like, a little gap and then exit and push a button, open the doors, and everyone will run out. It, no. was a, it was a pretty cool game mode that I haven't seen show up again anywhere. Sounds interesting, but how do you win in the end? Like, it, it, you it, kill all the opponent, well, it's, it's all like, the enemy team, they just end up in jail and they let themselves but out. But it was like a CTF mod. So it was like, you know, when, when you, oh, like you have the right. flag, you're still trying to capture the flag, but when you die, you spawn in your opponent's jail. But then, as I was saying, you can break out of the jail if you have enough coordination with the people in jail. So in like a power play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, unless you have like a jailer who would literally sit there and like just chuck grenades into the, the one gap that you could get out through. So I would totally play the jailer. That's, yeah. That sounds like the best thing ever, lobbing like, grenades on dudes yeah. in the jail. I've got a plus 40 kill death ratio. What's wrong with you, assholes? <laughs> I'm carrying this team. I would play it for eight hours straight, just <laughs> lobbing grenades on people's heads. The grenade launcher in Quake was really awesome. I don't remember it very well. It was really cool. Remember the dudes with the bags in their heads with the chainsaw for the hands? Uh-huh, remember do you remember stuff? that? Yeah. Anyway. Really nice nail boxes? Yeah, that was lame tie-in. That was like one of the first video game tie-ins I can remember. Well, uh, Reznor did the music for Quake, right? Right. Yeah. No, nine inch nails. I didn't make it any better to me. Nah, I go with that. Yeah. Call outs like that. I don't know. I see a lot of that stuff now. I see a lot of like corporate tie and like you Jack loves Old Spice, you know, cuz he's big into their Old Spice advertising, but one of my first experiences were the Old Spice achievements that are still around. Yeah, just the I mean, Red Zone achievements. Never yeah, sat every, well with every me. every Madden has them. That being said, like if you were to put like soda machines with cool logos on them into a video game, that would be totally fine. <laughs> I'm not going to complain about that. We talked about this before, I think. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. The uh, Yeah. It just seems like, I don't know what they're hoping to get out of that, you know? That feeling that I have when I see it isn't probably the feeling they want me to have. I'm like, oh, cool. Well, so you, you don't like the corporate tie-ins? Um, I think we, yeah, I think we have talked about this before, because I think I'm yeah, okay like with, like, the billboards and... World of Warcraft credit cards, for example? I think it's fine if it's, if it's blatant and overt, like... This is a billboard. This is where an advertisement goes. I'm going to put an advertisement here. Right. Right. Well, that's, that's the opposite of blatant. That's subtle. That makes what? sense. That makes sense. So let's say appropriate. Appropriate. Yes. That makes. Yeah. That that's a better word. Okay. But like, the, and then if you're going to do a corporate sponsor thing, do something badass like the Doritos Dinosaur Game, which was great. 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 And it was free, and everybody loved it. 
Yep. Did you play that Yaris game? No. No. <laughs> that would be a bad example of that. I did not play the Yaris game. should also be a good game. Yeah, the Yaris yeah. game, I downloaded thinking, oh, easy 200 gamer score. Uh, no. I don't think I got a single achievement after playing that game for like two hours. I don't like racing stuff in general. And I hate to keep adding racing stuff into games that aren't racing games. Yeah, you really don't like that. I really don't like that. It's like I, I, if I wanted a racing game, I would buy a racing game. I guarantee you when Mafia 2 comes out, there's going to be some set of racing mini games that are in there, and I just don't want to play those. When does that come out? Is that like next week or two weeks from now? Uh, two weeks from now. Two weeks. Yeah. Ne- next week is Kane and Lynch and uh, Laura Croft. Did anyone here actually play Mafia 1? No. I don't even know what platform it was on. Mafia. Yeah, I think I played the original Mafia. Bernie, what was that Mafia game that you loved? Godfather. Godfather, okay. Yeah, I thought Godfather was great, but I didn't play Godfather 2. But I, I played Godfather and really liked it. But Gus played Godfather 2 and really liked yeah, it. Yeah, I liked it. I, I hear it was very different from Godfather 1, though. Well, the Godfather, the original game, I thought they did a really cool thing. That I love the Godfather movies, and Jeff, every time it comes up, i got to point out you have not seen the Godfather it's movies. It's true. Have Godfather? I've never seen Godfather's 1, 2, or 3. All right, can I just... Oh, I want to point something out. 3, oh, I understand, but 1 and 2? Come on. I just haven't seen them. 3 is perfectly fine, by the way. I've got the Blu-rays. If I loan you the Blu-rays, will you watch it? I don't have a Blu-ray player, but so no. Can I point something out? <laughs> something I've noticed the way people communicate with each other. If you say you haven't seen something that's very popular, let's say Star Wars, for instance. Say, I haven't seen Star Wars. People always have the exact same reaction. They always say, you haven't seen Star Wars? Like, that's exactly how they react to yeah. that statement every single time. Not like, oh, you should really see it, or, oh, it's great, you'll love it. It's, you haven't seen that? Yeah. It's like always that question that comes up. I don't know why that is. That's a good point. Why? Do, like, you should test this today in your personal life. Go out and tell somebody you haven't seen something like E.T. or you haven't seen the moon. Well, I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> but I've always wondered why people do that. But anyway, um, I, I, I was on, online the other day, and... and we were talking about releases, or I saw a conversation about one, and people were saying they were more excited about Mafia than they were about anything else coming out this fall, which is ridiculous. I couldn't imagine. Where, where are these closet Mafia fans? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe if I played it, I'd feel the same way. I guess so. I don't know about that. There's a lot coming out this fall. To say that that's what you're looking the most, that's what you're looking forward to the most? Yeah, uh, duh. Fable 3 is coming out. Dude, oh. what, what was that one week where there were like 15 Xbox games coming out? Uh, it's like September, it's like the week after, two weeks after Reach, I think yeah. late September. But two weeks after Reach, I know Dead Rising 2 is coming out that day. It's the week the Dead Rising 2 comes out. Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole slew of games. We don't have, a, we don't have a September on the board yet, guys. Yeah, I'm looking over at it. For shame. Reach hey. is so good. Yeah. Reach yeah. is so unbelievably good. The, um... It's epic. Yeah. And, but... but we were, we were talking, I was on that podcast last night, and I was, like, not talking about Reach, you know, because it's, you don't know what you can say or anything like that. But you guys were talking about how they're adding theater mode finally into Black Ops. Black Ops. That's, like, that's totally playing catch-up. At this point, knowing what's coming with Forge in Reach, I mean, the theater mode, theater mode thing's just, like, now a staple of the Halo franchise. The, the Forge, the one they had before was just, like, a test, almost, it seems yeah. like now, right? It's like a... It's kind of funny. Gus and I did an interview with IGN yesterday to talk about the GameStop series that we're doing f- to prepare for Reach, you know? A little mini-series. And all the guy wanted to do was talk about Forge and get us to tell him things about Forge. Like, he he wanted inside information on, like, what was going to be new in theater mode, what were some of the new things you could do in Forge. And, like, it was the entire interview was just, like, him trying to get yeah. Forge stuff out of One us. of the things that I said was it was crazy to me that, you know, you know, Black Ops, like I said, is coming out with the theater mode, that other developers are now coming out with their 1.0 version of, like, theater mode and this type of stuff. And Bungie's already, like, moved on to 2.0. Like, they're already, you know, releasing a newer version, a better version of all these tools that other people still are struggling to try to implement. It is tremendous, too. 
Like, I'm telling you, I'm excited for, for Reach to come out. I'm excited for September 14th. I'm excited for people to start playing uh, with the new Forge stuff. I'm way more excited about September 14th next year, after people have had a year with that thing. It's going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, Halo is almost, a, at that point, Forge is so powerful. Halo could almost just be a platform, you know? Right, where Forge people are making their own like, yeah, custom so, game types. so many or, custom game mm-hmm. types and so many different kinds of games that you can make out of Forge. That, like, that, that, that's it. That's your destination. That's your, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of that going on right now with Halo 3. If you went into Halo 3 and looked at Forge and the custom game types on Bungie.net that people are putting out there, you'd be amazed. Like some of those racetracks that people make. These racetracks are crazy. Yeah. I don't know how people make these things, but it's, you know, it's it's like it took a long time for people to build up those skills to be able to do that stuff. Now they're going to hit the ground running with that. And when we were up there shooting the Deja View video, the Bungie Day video, uh-huh. I was doing some editing. And so Jeff just started tooling around in Forge. Jeff made a map while I was sitting there editing, and he's goofing around. He made this awesome map in Blood Gulch that was just unbelievable. It was, it, like, a, it was like a Mirror's Edge platform type thing yeah, made in the sky. Because he could float the pieces and things like that, and, and you know, I don't know how far we can get into this, but it was – honestly, you're not a Forge guy, Jeff. No, at not all. at all. Not at all. And you made one of the coolest maps that I've seen just sitting there, like goofing around and trying different stuff. Yeah. So – that experience more than anything else is like wow this is going to be nuts yeah it's going to mm-hmm. be huge i'm actually thinking that i'm actually thinking like this could be that reach could end up being like w- like wow is to pc gaming like for a while if you played a pc game it was very clear that you were just playing wow that's what sure. everyone was doing mm-hmm. and i mean this could be a game where because people can get hold of it and do all this stuff with it i mean it's like people might not be playing anything else for a very very long time yep which i you know I, as a Halo fan, I like. As an overall Xbox fan, I don't know how I feel about that. It's going to be interesting. It's kind of it's going to be like Griffball to the nth degree. Like when we were at Comic Con, we I was surprised we had so many people that would come up to the booth and would would be like, "Oh, you guys have a Griffball shirt. I love Griffball. What's red versus blue?" And it's like there's yeah. so many people that are just huge Griffball fans, and, and there are people that are fans of Team SWAT or whatever. And uh, it's going to be interesting. It's, it's I don't know. It's kind of exciting. Yeah, totally. I think that's a, that's the that's the the bad side of a community is that you think what you do. Is what everybody does. Right. I think that you, the MLG suffers from that. But everyone thinks that they the ultimate goal is to play Halo competitively. And people come up, other Machinima people come up to us and to talk about that. Where they're like, "Well, what are they going to do for Machinima and stuff?" It's like that's not what Machinima is. It's not like here's a tool, set of tools and make something cool. It's what can you do with the game as, as it exists, or you know, or you know, what can you get out of it or add to it? You know. Yeah. And I, I don't think a lot of people get that. I don't think they get that. You know, your group of 50,000 to 100,000 people who do this thing every day, you're still a very small part of the 9 to 15 million people to play this game. Right, yeah, totally. You know, the game is the thing. And, you know, and that's – Bungie's very cool about the way that they've, you know, made a very cool game that everybody wants to play with. And they also support all this other little side stuff like what we do, you know. Yep. So. Awesome. Can't wait. September 14th. So our Ars Technica put out an article uh, this week that really upset Brandon. Um <laughs> Really? It, it all the whole premise of the article was how the Sony PS3 updates and how it just makes you add thirty minutes prep time to any gaming session you want to have. It's honestly what keeps me from turning the PS my PS3 at my desk on. And I thought we've talked about it before. We have, like when I was doing mm-hmm. my thirty days of PS3 experiment, and it was interesting to read. Like now, here's our Technica is very well respected. I think. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. We, we're not. No, but our Technica is. And they, uh, yeah, they, there's a whole article about it about how the guy wanted to play Mod Nation Racers because he'd heard good things about the new updates to it and everything like that, and he never ended up playing it because he had other things to do, and he was 35 minutes into updating, mm-hmm. and he was just like, "I'm leaving. I'm getting out of here. 
And then he heard that the update even makes load times slower when it's supposed to make them faster. Yeah, the the updating system is is pretty slow. And constant, it seems like. You know, because I guess on top of updating, you know, firmware, which is I guess would be like our dashboard equivalent, there's always updates for games as well. It's just, it's a lot. And it doesn't go as fast. I feel like dashboard updates on the Xbox just, I don't know, I don't know if there's smaller file size or quicker install or what, but I feel like the progress bar just like flies by and you're done in a minute maybe. Well, to be, yeah, it's pretty fast. Like, to be fair, uh... Microsoft definitely has those. The Xbox has those as well. Like, I'm playing Madden 07 again because I'm picking up some achievements I never finished. Fucking annoying superstar mode achievements. But, uh, and yeah, like, I plug it in. I put it in my Xbox here in the office this morning, and I had to update. But the update takes, like, 30 seconds. Right. And then you're playing. Here's, you know? a, here's a quote from this article. Fast forward to this week when I wanted to revisit Mod Nation Racers to see if the new patch improved loading times, as they said. As I turned on my system, popped in the game in, and was gobsmacked to see that the system forced me to grab yet another update. What does this update do? It fixes the first update, the one I didn't even want. Right. So, Also, cool thing about the Xbox is, uh, and I don't think this is the case in the PS3. Maybe I'm wrong. But, like, it'll offer you. It's like, hey, do you want to update? If you don't, you can still play the game. You just can't play online. Right. And I don't know that the PlayStation has that option. Uh, I don't think so. I but feel I think like if, I don't. if you don't connect to the internet, you'll never see it, obviously. Yeah, but, I guess that's true. But, uh, yeah, if you connect it, it will. I think it forces you to. Mm-hmm. But I, um, I, I, you know, and, you know, we're obviously, I think, bigger Xbox fans than sure. PS3 fans. But I, I've been dealing with some rough stuff on the Xbox too. Like I just bought one of the new elites, the quieter ones, slim. Yeah, the slim. So I had to go through and like go through the DRM process all over again. Ugh. In fact, I, I just ended up buying for this podcast that I was on the other day. I had to buy the last Mythic map pack. Because I had never purchased it because I had the ODST disc, but I couldn't find my ODST disc. <laughs> so I had to download, I think, like a gig and a half worth big. of maps. Yeah. You know, just to get them all on my, on my hard drive. What did you pay for that? 400 points, right? Or I think it was 800, 800, 800 for the last one. And I can't even tell you what was in those last ones, but I just wanted to have that complete set because I didn't want to go through it anymore. It was like Orbital and... Yeah, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, fuck if I can't remember. There's been so many of them. Can I be critical of one thing sure. that's bugging me about the Xbox? I like classic gaming, and I like Xbox Live Arcade. Okay. I don't understand what Game Room is. And I load it, and I get into it, and I look at it, and I navigate it, and I still don't understand what it is. I've never loaded up I, Game Room. I loaded it once, like two weeks ago, Yeah. And I could not figure it out. It just doesn't make sense, right? No. It's like, I don't know if the interface is clunky. Like, there's no clear definition of what you can do or where to go to do it. Right. I don't know what to do. I go in there, and I see a game room, and I see icons for stuff, and I just literally don't know what to do. And I'm like, am hmm. I supposed to buy games and put them in here? Where do I buy games? Is there a list of them? And I feel like I already bought the games because I downloaded the games in Marketplace, which right. is where you buy things. Right. So then you go in, and after you buy it, you have to buy it. Right. And then you choose how you want to buy it after you bought it twice. Like mm -hmm. microtransactions right. or just pay for the, the full game. It doesn't make sense to me. No. It really doesn't. And, like, I think the customization thing is the big thing where it's, like, you choose what's in it. It should just be a – if you're going to have to choose between microtransactions or buying the game, you should just go into a game room where all those games are available. But that's not what it is. It's, like, there's, like, eight levels to play a game, and it's just – it's very confusing to me. Huh. And, it's, and, I, and and then the other thing, too, is after I've downloaded it, I don't know where to find it. Right. Well, that's, that's, funny. that's I, the I was, problem with the Xbox in general, right? Where do you find shit? I was having all these exact same problems. And I just ended up giving up. I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll play something else. I wonder how that thing's doing. I wonder if Game Room is popular. I think I read an article that said that it was it did really well for them last year. They, but, they, uh, they, got, a lot, they got a lot of cool games that 
you know, old arcade games and old television games. Yeah. They gotta get Tron Deadly Biscuit. Yeah, I, pl- I played uh, <laughs> some Time Pilot when I was there. Time Pilot? That, that's on arcade. Yeah, but I think it was also in... Uh, game Room? In Game Room, yeah. Is it really? Interesting. And Game Room has achievements, right? Yeah. Yes. It has like 60 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the, okay. the actual like Game Room itself has achievements. Like, like fill a room full of arcade games, you get an achievement for that. But you have to buy those arcade games to fill the room with, so... Hmm. Did you guys see this... Uh, this uh, Modern Warfare 2 glitch that uh, opens up arcade games? <laughs> no. No. So apparently, uh, in the 360 version of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2... The, dem- the demo. Single player or, demo. No, or, or the game or the demo. It, it does something where it unlocks full versions of certain SNK uh, our Xbox Live arcade games. So you can play, like, Metal Slug... What is it? Metal Slug XX or Samurai Showdown 2... The full arcade version for free, if you're playing, like if you have Modern Warfare 2 disc in or something, like yeah. it, it tricks Xbox Live into thinking that you've purchased these five arcade games. Why? What? Yeah, that doesn't make it's any really sense. bizarre. All players need to do is to access the demo version of these SNK games from the guide button while playing Modern Warfare 2. So just hit you hit your guide button, then go to the quick you're play launched. option. Yeah, that's... I don't know how you even figure that out. Yeah, who stumbled across that? Then who figured out how you could do that with five different games? And then who fixes it? Right? Yeah, who made the correlation? That it's only when I have Modern Warfare and I can play Metal Slug right. for free. It's weird as hell. It's weird. But okay, I, don't, I don't even understand how, first of all, how I find that, and second of all, how that even happens. Right. Obviously, we're missing we're missing something here. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Also, don't try that. Don't do it. Yeah, pay for games. Just pay for it. I know. Are we talking about something that's going to cost somebody money yeah. somewhere? Well, th- this will get fixed quick, I won't. I would bet. hope so. I'm sure SNK is really happy right now. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and also, it, it's... Uh, yeah, Luckily, it wasn't a big game that everybody has, like, you know. Yeah, like over 20 million people have or anything. Sure, it'll be fixed right away. If there's one thing Modern Warfare does really well, it's fixed glitches <laughs> fast, right? They're great about that. I don't even play the game, and I'm familiar with all the glitches in that game. Because <laughs> people complain about them constantly. Yeah, I spawned in the lobby, and people were nuking people in the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> have you enjoyed it? Have you guys been playing Modern Warfare 2? Uh, I play, you know, I thousand pointed it, and then that was it. I don't play multiplayer. It it still dominates the mm-hmm. you know Major Nelson's list of Xbox. Live I, when it came out, I played quite a bit of it on Xbox Live, but then I moved. I don't remember what I moved on to, and I, I just quit playing it. The top five right now are Modern Warfare Two, then Halo Three, then World at War, then Call of Duty Four, then Red Dead. I think I gotta say the Spec Ops right mode. Here. I looked at it yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. The, the Spec Ops mode, in Modern Warfare Two, is probably the most fun I've had playing multiplayer online or in a co-op. long time. Yeah, yeah. co op. It's pretty fucking fun. I will admit. I played Griff Ball the other night with a bunch of people who were bad at Griff Ball. Mm-hmm. When you play with people who are bad at Griff Ball, it's a lot of fun. It is you a lot of fun, I mean? yeah. When you play with people who are really good, it's you just, you're just destroyed. And there's no ranking system, so you tend to get matched with people who are really good at it. But uh, you missed one in there. FIFA was number five. Oh, FIFA, and then Red Dead was number six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then GTA 4, which I find interesting. I wonder mm-hmm. if Red Dead has somehow punched up GTA 4. Or people GTA is kind of always hanging around there. Gears of War 2, Battlefield, Bad Company 2, Left 4 Dead 2. I'm one mutation away from having my gnome. Thank oh, that's much. awesome. I think nice. I, I need to load up the mutation today, actually. Wow, check this. Limbo ended up at 13 on the overall list, not oh, on the great. arcade list. Yeah. Limbo's a cool game. I liked it. But I don't think I'll, now that I've perfected it, I don't think I'll ever go back to it. I think I found a discrepancy in Major Nelson's list here. Uh-oh. Number 13 on the overall list is Limbo. Number 15 on the overall list is Castlevania Harmony of Despair. But. What, what kind of name is that? Yeah. Okay. and the, Yeah, but on the arcade list, Castlevania was first and Limbo second. That's a discrepancy. Hmm. Mm. 
suspect. We should watch out for that. Busted. <laughs> Numbers don't lie. Somebody's making shit up. What's your throwing Viva Pinata 3? <laughs> <laughs> NBA 2K10 is on there, too. You'll like that because you're – I noticed Jeff is doing something. <sighs> Jeff, is so, Jeff is secretly trying to go back and get more 100% games than I have. That's and not, I know that's what that's you're doing. I know that's what you're doing. That's absolutely not the case. Well, so why is your last five so, games played all 100% completed games? Because I'm going back and completing games that I never finished. Well, and why are you doing that? Because we had a conversation in the office the other day because about I how... Don't, I don't like that shit lingering. Uh-huh. Bullshit. So, 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 so bullshit. it's been killing you for the past three or four years that Madden 07 is not 100% for it you? It hasn't been killing me, but yeah. I, t- Madden 11 was coming out, and I was thinking about Madden in general. And I thought, I, I never beat those. I, I looked at the old Madden games because I thought I had 100%ed a lot of them. Because I thought, oh, I wonder yeah. if I've 100%ed every Madden game. That uh-huh. would be kind of a cool accomplishment. Makes sense. Yeah. And uh, So uh, what was the thought journey. process when you were sitting around thinking about Kingdom for Kelflings or whatever? Kelflings? Oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I just remembered that I hadn't finished it. We had a conversation, remember, Gus, the other day that I yeah. took, a, I took when we were in the middle of crunch, I took probably a 30 or 60-day break from playing anything at all. And in that time, I went from... I think about 59 completed games to 53 completed games. <laughs> I lost really I've lost 6 games while I was offline. Because of, obviously because of DLC. DLC and things like that. That's and terrible. uh and so I told Jeff, and Jeff goes, "Yeah, I'm almost caught up to you. Remember that real that real? I, I do. I was standing right over there. We were right here. Real just offhand comment. Yeah, I've almost caught up to you. And I look, and sure enough, all these hundred <laughs> percent games. He's 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 just. Why, why do you deny it, Jeff? I'm not yeah. nothing to deny. Why are you denying it? I'm not denying. It. That's not that's not my mo- my sole motivation for doing this. I had to go out and complete Death Spank just, in one weekend. It's <sighs> Death Spank's a good game. It's, it's awesome game. Yeah. It's just that you reminded me that there were games that I was close to finishing that I had never finished, and it was kind of a we're kind of kind of a drought right now for gaming. Until next week, so why not? What? Oh, I don't know the name exactly. It's a Tango Down. It kind of looks like Shadow Complex. Black, yeah, Black Tango Down. Black Light. I thought. Or Black it was. Light. Tango. Yeah. Black Light. And uh, what is that? Anybody played that? Nope. No, really. I'm gonna play that. See what it's like. There's a lot of supposedly really good FPSs that have very quietly come out that haven't gotten a lot of press. But like Metro 2033 was supposed to be really good. Singularity mm-hmm. was supposed to be great. Yeah. Got really good reviews. That black light game I hear is okay. There's another one in there. A limbo, Al- Al- limbo, uh, Alpha Protocol was supposed to be pretty good. L- limbo is not a first person shooter. Yeah, oh. Limbo's not. A f- I'm sorry. Was Singularity a first person shooter? Singularity. I, was, I, yeah. I was must have not been paying attention. I know we moved on from arcade games to first person shooters. <laughs> Monday Night Combat's interesting because it's like a first person tower defense game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wouldn't that, that that comes out today? Yeah, yeah it's out, out right now. I'm gonna try that out. I haven't played that yet. We're having a community play day in that tomorrow for Achievement Hunter. Nice. Woo! So. What time? 8 p.m. Central. That's minus 6 GMT. What class are you guys playing in that most often? I played uh, Assault and Gunner. Yeah, I've, a lot I've, of fun only, with that. I've only played Although Assault. I played as Assassin once, and that was a lot of fun. Going stealth and sneaking up on people. I play Support. Yeah. That's, that's the class I play in almost everything is a Support. Except in Team Fortress 2, I play usually Spy or I play Engineer like in Team Fortress 2. I guess that is a Support, though. Yeah. Engineer, because you're repairing stuff. Mm-hmm. I play Engineer a lot, too. I think that was my primary class. Yeah. And I played Medic in Battlefield. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. I, I love being Medic in Battlefield. If I, could, if I could give away my gun to have more Medic skills in Battlefield, to, like, not actually kill people, I would do it. Absolutely. It's so much fun. It is the most fun. Yeah, those support jobs are fun. They really are. Because mm-hmm. you know, well, like, if you have someone who knows what they're doing as a good support person, it makes the game so much better, and your team can just dominate. Yeah, you can contribute without <laughs> exposing your shittiness at shooting yeah. or something like that. That's true. That's true. You know, and in Monday Night Combat, too, you have a gun. It's almost like the medic's healing gun in Team Fortress. Uh-huh. And you just go around and heal all your turrets, which in a tower defense game is a big deal. Yeah, yeah. And you, I don't really have figured it out yet, but you can heal them up above their normal level. And when you get them up high enough, 
they actually get a, 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 a faster rate of fire. Hmm. So it's, it's I've enjoyed it. I hate tower defense, and I like this game. Is that scramble mode that you're talking about? The scramble mode's a tough one. I was talking about the support oh, character's okay. uh, ability to heal stuff. And I'm assuming he'd be able to heal characters when you play in crossfire mode, which is their versus mode, essentially. Yeah. But don't be surprised when you get in there and you're like, oh, this game is not a sports game. It's a, I'm fighting a bunch of – it's almost like horde mode or uh, firefight. Yeah. It, it feels like a little bit at first. But then there's a whole other mode which you're supposed to play, which is crossfire, where you fight other teams of guys. Yeah, you fight humans and robots. Yes. That's a pretty good round of uh, Summer of Arcade titles this year. Yeah, man. It's yeah, been good so far. Yeah, good so far. That, I mean, Monday Night Combat and Limbo seem like they both had a lot of uh, people talking about I think Death Spank was part of that too, right? Or was it not? Uh, I'm, not sh- I, I'm not sure. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't it's know. Been, it was, let's see. It was Limbo, Hydro Thunder, mm. Monday Night Combat. Ha- uh, Castlevania. In Castlevania. I think those are the four. And then Laura Croft. Is that the That's last the one? one? Yeah. And if you buy all five, you get like 1,200 Microsoft points or something? It's basically getting a free game. Yeah. I think if you get three, you get like 400 Microsoft points. I'm pretty excited for the Laura Croft game next week. Yeah? Yeah, it looks like a Shadow Complex clone, and I like that game a lot. It seems like that's popular. Like, there's that Laura Croft one you're talking about, and there's also the the Russian Attack mm-hmm. remake mm-hmm. that uh, also looks exactly like a Shadow Complex game. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Speaking of simple games, have you seen the uh, uh, Snake played on a college dorm video yet? Oh, they play on the outside of a building? Yeah, like using the lights inside of the building. They played Snake on the side of a college dorm. Uh, let me see if I can figure out where it is. I bet half the people listening to this won't understand what Snake is. That's true. If you had a cell phone before the year 2000, you know what Snake is. Or DOS. Or DOS. <laughs> yeah, exactly. DOS 4. Or... Especially those games where you play a snake and you're like walk, going around just a normal square blank, but as you eat things, your tail gets longer and longer and you can run into your tail. Pretty cool, though. That's a lot of coordination. Yeah. Like, I don't know if they put, like, individual lights or something inside the building to give you that. There's, like, a red and a the sort of the yellow one. So, anyway, it's pretty cool, you know. I guess I, being there is probably going to be, you know, a people lot People need to get a job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Study people a little always, bit more. People always complain, oh, no free time. Someone fucking made Snake on the side of a college door. <laughs> get a fucking real job. Are your 12 hours of classes a week overloading you? <laughs> Gets so bitter, so fucking. It's like, oh, I can't do anything. I got fifteen hours. Fifteen hours, really? How do you fucking manage? That must be so tough. Almost two eight-hour days of work. You know, and the, every college student in the world will describe themselves as so busy. I'm so busy. I have cl- I have a class at nine a.m. So, <laughs> I can't believe that it worked out this year. I gotta get up at nine. It's like, did you get up at seven a.m. to go to high school for four years straight? So only get to college and you got to take 15 hours a week. Uh, so, I mean, so fucking stupid. I'm so angry. What is it with college? Why do you why do you take eight hours of school a day, and that's just normal? But the moment you go to taking 15 hours, which is essentially three hours a day, it's suddenly a major deal. And most people, a lot of people, don't even take 15 hours. They take 12 instead. Yeah. <laughs> the, the key is getting those blocks where you can go take a nap between you know, classes in the middle of the day. You, have, <laughs> you know, you get out of class at like 11 and then have your next class at 1:30. So you can eat and then take a nap and then go to your next class. Like, <laughs> like, like now that I've, I've been, you know, in the workforce for so long and, you know, and, and, you know working actual real hours, I wish I could go back to college. I wish. You can go back know, to college. It's not, not too late for you. No, 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 no. Like, and, <laughs> and have it all taken care of. It's it just, I, like now, with, I feel like I have a different work ethic. Like at the time, I'm sure I said the same things. Like, oh, 12 hours, 15 hours. This is so much work. I'm okay, so man. busy. Yeah, no, no, it was not. Why don't you take advantage of the Rooster Teeth College uh, assistance <laughs> <Yeah>. program? <laughs> or the RT camp? Yeah, Camp RT. Pe- people who are working, people after college, like, 
that level of business, that sucks. Like, I mean, you talked the other week, I was listening to the podcast, where Gus is your best friend, but you don't ever see him. Right. Right? And he's like your online buddy. And him being mm-hmm. in Puerto Rico didn't affect you. Not in the least. It really does get like that, where it's just like, you don't, you end up not doing the things with your friends because you're doing other things. You know, you're busy with your, you know, house or you're busy with your life or whatever. That's why we all know Jack's a shithead. Like, we all don't. Absolutely. Yeah, it's we, given. We don't wait, like wait, Jack. what? We don't like you. Nobody likes you. However, Jack is awesome because Jack is the guy where it's like you call him up. And it's like, hey, do you want to do this? Like, yep, let's go. Doesn't matter what. <laughs> it's like three in the morning. Hey, Jack, what are you doing? I'm sleeping. It's like, you want to go see Inception? Yeah, I'll go. What time? 3.15? Let's get going. Let's go. Like last night, it was like we went to dinner. It's like five minutes notice. It's like, Jack, do you want to go to dinner with me and this other guy? He's like, sure, I'll go. It's just like he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't fabricate reasons not to do things. He's like the perfect guy. Like, yeah. you, like wanna go, hey, you want to go to Vegas? He's like, yeah, I'll go to Vegas. Like, hey, you know, I'm thinking maybe we should go to New Orleans instead of Vegas because they have a casino. It's like New Orleans sounds cool. You know, Jack's up, <laughs> I love it. Jack's up for anything at any point in time. Pretty well, much. Yeah, he's got zero responsibilities in his life. That's and that's awesome. Oh, that's just an excuse, though, isn't it? Is it? But that's my point, though, is that he's the single guy yeah. that we know. He doesn't. He doesn't have a girlfriend who's bugging him. You know, because even girlfriends do that. Not just wives or a kid or something like that, but girlfriends become the time suck. That's too. true. So are we going to Vegas? Let's go to Vegas, baby. <laughs> That's what I gathered out of that conversation. Let's go to Vegas after <laughs> Pax. Right, right after the podcast. We talked Talk about going to Vegas. That'd be fun. We, we should have a company outing to Vegas. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I would be down with that. Yeah, let's do it. I know these guys. These, I'll go. I'll go to Vegas. He Whatever. No, nah, you wouldn't go. I Maybe. I don't know. What? Je- see, Jeff's got another thing that yeah. he does. Where Jeff acts like he's that guy. Like, he's easygoing, do whatever. <laughs> the thing is, Jeff does everything at his house. You have to go to his house that to do true. it. That is true. 100% true. And then if, like, if there's an event outside of his house, he's like, nah, not doing that. Nah. That's a good Jeff impression. Thanks, dude. Like, when I go to – I was going to go to gold class with uh, Joel to see Inception, and – what kept Joel from going, he really wanted to go, was he wouldn't buy his own ticket. Like, he couldn't go through the process of purchasing his own ticket. It was just too much effort. Man, Joel, I, speaking of Joel, I had an interaction with Joel yesterday that, that made me super nervous. Uh, I, was in, I was, like, swamped, you know, doing, dealing with website shit. And I was, like, in, in the middle of all that, and Joel's like, hey, uh, can you go to the colo and plug this hard drive in down there and uh, upload some footage for me? I was like, listen, Joel, I would love to do that normally, but I'm super busy right now. If I give you the keys to the colo, will you go and plug in the hard drive for me, and I'll upload it from here, remotely? He's like, um, okay. And I was like, you know, it, look for this one computer. It says this. It's got a USB port on front. You just have to plug it in. And he walked out the front door, and I was like, he's going to fucking burn it all to the ground, isn't he? <laughs> I was so nervous. But he went. He plugged he's it in. Every, come everything, back with half a server in his hand. He, he, he called. He's like, I plugged it in. Is it all good? He's like, yep, perfect. Great. Lock it up and leave. So nice. thank you, Joel. Dear Joel. Joel came through for me yesterday. <laughs> Joel hasn't yet come out of crunch, really, because he's been working on a ton of stuff. Yeah, he's a busy dude. Lately. And I have uh, I have admittedly, since we finished the season, I have kind of backed off on some other things we've been working on that other guys have more than enough handle on, but I probably could help a little more. I'm almost, I finished all my admin work today that I had been neglecting for a little bit, like business things, and got all caught up on that, so now I need to go back into production mode. Yeah, that's why, that's why Joel hasn't been on in a few weeks. He's been super busy. Dude's very busy. Mm-hmm. He is super, super, super busy. We uh, hopefully, hopefully in the near future, we'll be able to accommodate more people. We've been talking about moving into the new building, right? And Bernie had a great idea the yep. other day, where 
we're going to try to set this up to where when we record the podcast in the new building, we'll be able to pipe it out live to everyone in the office. So that when we start talking shit about them, they can come in and jump in and defend themselves. That's yes. a great <laughs> idea, dude. That's sort of like very Howard Stern esque. Yeah, that's awesome. Right, where they can yeah. hear they can hear the podcast as we're recording. It. So we'll be talking, and all of a sudden you'll hear footsteps. <laughs> like, oh shit! Escalating. Door opens. We bought a new mixer to accommodate up to eight people on the podcast. This thing now. is ridiculous. By the way, <laughs> it has to sit on my desk and take up a like, good. Did you approve that mixer that Gus bought? <laughs> yeah, it's for the podcast. He's like. Doesn't need a mixer that big. That thing is huge, dude. It's massive. We, we can finally do like eight mic inputs and all kinds of fancy stuff. Produce all our rap albums. Yeah, now. I'm working on Drake's next album. It takes pretty crazy. I like the mute button. Are you sure we're not muted right now? Yeah, no, you're not muted. If someone's pissing me off, I can mute them. Try it. You can amplify hey, us. Gus, where the fuck you drop out of rice? Whoa! <laughs> that's it. No more Bernie. Bye bye. Oh, that's awesome. All right, you're back. No man should have that kind of. Time. <laughs> My wife would love that button. But yeah, it was it, it's cool. I'm really excited to to utilize it, and hopefully we'll be able to to set that up, like you said. That'll be cool. In the grand scheme, it wasn't that expensive either. It it was kind of. Nah. Yeah. But it's, it's worth it. It's for production. That's right. It's cheaper it, than it's, any single piece you could buy for a red camera. It's for our uh, <laughs> Jesus. You're no kidding. It's for cheaper our, than a screw. For yeah. Thing. It's for our production that generates no revenue. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> What happened with that whole survey thing? Is that I don't know, man. They, they, I guess they, they can't sell ads. No one wants to place ads on our podcast. No one wants to sell ads to an audience where fifty four percent of them lives at home. <laughs> Wasn't that? What, should we? Let's go over some of those stats because people have been diligently filling this out. Are you okay with that? Uh, sure. I, I posted some of them in the drunk tank forum a couple, well, a long time ago, probably a month, right. two months ago. I'll look it up. Explain what we're talking about here. We uh, solicited surveys from podcast listeners. Uh, so that we could learn more about them to pass on to this company, uh, PodTrack. And they, I guess, collect all the stuff and then try to sell ads placed in our podcast to um, advertisers. Do you think it was like Based the on the demographics like, given in the survey. PodTrack was like, great, thanks for all this data. Let's go find somebody. And they're like, advertiser A, we think you should advertise on uh, this new gaming podcast. And they go, great, what's it called? And they go, well, it's called Drunk. And they go, stop. That's enough. <laughs> we're, enough. we're not interested. It's, it's, like, it's like the same problem we had with, with drunk, drunk gamers. gamers. Yeah, where like no one wants to be associated with that necessarily. I do notice that we're – I don't know if they were tracking stuff, but if you look at like the highest rated explicit tagged podcast, it's like – I don't know if that's an honor that we want to have. <laughs> Is that us, really? Highest we, rated explicit? We were – I mean, Adam Carolla's thing I mean, on the overall list, but like especially in like the games and hobby section or like our little part of the universe. Our niche. Yeah, where we're always in that top ten fighting fucking NPR. NPR, man. Yeah. NPR is the bane of my fucking existence. <laughs> aren't they publicly funded? <laughs> I mean, aren't our tax dollars going to compete with us essentially so some jackass can talk about cooking Yule logs? <laughs> what, yeah. they, what do they talk about on NPR? I have and, no fucking clue. Am I getting in trouble for buying a fucking mixer? I don't think the explicit tag showed up on the previous two podcasts. Not the last one, but the one two before that. No, they do. They, I don't toggle explicit on individual uh, podcasts. It's just uh, overall flag. Oh, okay. For the for the feed. For the record, I like NPR. No, I do too. But yeah, they're fucking assholes with their podcast. <laughs> Is this American <laughs> yeah. Life on NPR? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I've been watching the the Showtime version of that show. It's pretty cool. You still looking up data there? Yeah, eighty-five percent of our audience is under twenty-four. <laughs> nice, nice. Eighty-five percent. Ninety-four percent of our audience is male. I'm surprised so, that we. Nice What's man. up, dudes? <laughs> I'm surprised that it's a six percent female. That's uh, that seems high to me. Sort of rename this Sausage Fest <laughs> podcast. Mm. Um, let me see here. I can't think in degrees here. One percent of our audience. Has a doctoral degree. What the fuck? Wow. What are you doing? I wonder who that guy is. I hope he's not doing surgery while listening. 
No, put, him, put him to fucking he, sleep. He, he was trying to hit subscribe on NPR and hit ours. And <laughs> 5% of our audience makes more than $200,000. That's probably... Forget thanks. the advertisers. You fuckers send in a check. Let's go. Yeah, yeah no kidding. You guys are fucking loaded. So, uh, 3%, 8% of our audience... Uh, I can do math here. 17% of our audience makes more than $100,000 a year. Wow. So, that 17%, that includes the, the 200000 right? Yeah, it does. Okay. It does. It's, so it's nine nine percent makes a hundred to one hundred fifty. Three percent make a one hundred fifty to two hundred, and then five percent make this enormous two hundred or over category. So, what I'm reading from that is five percent of our audience are liars. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What is your employment status? Um, this is a good one. How many are students? <laughs> I, I bet. I, let me guess. Let's guess. Let's guess. Employment status. Student is one of them, right? Student is one. I'm gonna guess sixty percent student. I'm gonna guess sixty eight. I'm going to go with 61. 54%. Wow. Hey. Uh, so you guys ruined that. We may guess many things worse. Or, and then 13% of our audience is part-time employed. 24% is full-time employed. 24% is full-time employed. Not a lot of expendable income. That might be what's holding us back. <laughs> yeah. Go get a job, guys. Uh, 92% of our audience is single and has never been married. Six, only 6% of our audience is married. The 6% that's female. <laughs> You love your wife? I do. I love her desperately. I love my wife, too. If you – well, you've already been divorced, though. Gus, I have. You're, you're an idiot. So let me talk to you, Gus. Okay. You love your me. wife? Yeah. I love my wife. If you ever got divorced, would you ever get remarried? No. Okay. I wouldn't either. Uh, you might. I don't think so. If it was to have kids, you might. I just don't understand – I don't understand overall the purpose of being married. Uh, I, 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 I agree with you, except in cases of uh, children. I think it's good to be married. Okay. That makes when sense. you have a kid. That makes sense. Well, Gus yeah. is not going to have any kids anyway. <laughs> nope. Thank no, God for that. Thank fuck that. Yeah, not only we, doing Jeff and such I thanking you. a favor you. to humanity. These, um, <laughs> these children that will never exist, they also thank you. I'm yeah, sure they No do. kidding. God, can you imagine? Being, being well, saddled with that burden. <laughs> what kind of dad would Gus be, do you think? I, I don't know. I have, like, drill sergeant. I think he'd be, like, math, math, math. Like, they would flashcards constantly. I don't know. I just can't picture. Like, he'd be a spelling bee dad? Uh, I don't know. I think they do whatever the fuck they want. I don't care. You think so? Yeah. I think he would be very, I'm very, too lazy. I'm, very I'm, hands off. I'm too. Yeah, busy. I see that too. It could go one way, one way or the other. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd be too busy with my video games or whatever the fuck I want to do. I don't think you need to be married to have kids. No. I think Kate Hudson turned out fine, right? And she's Farrah Fawcett's not married to Kurt Russell, is she? They you married Farrah Fawcett. You mean Goldie Hawn? Oh yeah, Goldie Hawn. I don't know if they're married or not. I'm sure there's an exception to every rule. I don't think you know kids. You know, I, also, I think it also I think it just helps legally uh, if you're going to say get divorced down the road and you have to split the kid, split the kid, split the kid up. It helps helps you decide if you're getting the left side or the right side. Right. Put him in a box and saw him in half, something like that. Yeah, that, no, that is true. That is true. But Especially I, if you're a dude, you know, I think you have more protection being married well, than you would uh, in a like if you were just dating and she had the kid and she's going to have 100 percent rights to the kid. And this is a dude saying it. I mean, this is this is a dude like grousing about the dude. Like the bias of marriage, it's like everything that seems to have like gone away in marriage mm-hmm. is like taken all out of the guy's side. It feels like you know what I mean. It's just like like you look at Tiger Woods, for example. Probably not the best example for a guy, but if he was single, nobody really really cared about this. You know what I mean? Like right. his thing, like it wouldn't have been as big a deal. By the way, he posted record low for a tournament, for worst time in his professional career, I think. Yeah, right? yeah I mean record low for I think his lows. Wrong for golf, but worst yeah. score eighteen yeah. over par. I think yeah, it was. yeah, that he's ever posted. He he was second from the bottom. Yeah, so. and like out of seventy people, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
But I guess Mel Gibson's not married to that chick, but he's having all sorts of problems with her. Sure. But his thing's different, though. He's yeah. not cheating or anything. He's crazy. Just crazy. But I'm going to ruin those tapes for you. I know you enjoy listening to the Mel Gibson tapes. I know you liked them, and you made that Nico Bellic thing that was uh-huh. funny, where Mel Gibson calls I Nico Bellic. I haven't listened to it since then, but sure. Oh, okay. Every time I hear that girl talking to him, she sounds like the Hot for Words chick to me. I can't, <laughs> I can't picture anything but the Hot for Words chick. I've always There's thought nothing that. wrong with picturing the Hot for Words chick. Teach him a new word, you know, every time he calls <laughs> her and yells at her. We should cut that together, like the Hot for Words chick talking to Mel Gibson. Good lord. Uh, okay. How many children under the age of 18 are currently living in your household? Now, this is a weird one, too, because if people are under 18, they might count themselves. Or they, they have or brothers siblings. and sisters. Yeah. 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 So I'm just going backwards on this one. 92% of our audience has at least one kid under 18 living in their house. Um, 1% of our audience is divorced. Also, 1% of our audience is widowed. That's interesting. That is interesting. So it's sad. Yeah, it is. It is. But, I mean, let's go the other way. Let's move away from the dead spouse thing and go back to the divorce. Only 1% of our audience is divorced. You think people are getting divorced less? Well, only 6% of our audience was married. Yeah, I still say that's uh, – I wonder if fewer people getting married. So that's that, that, could, that, could, that 6% could be people that have been married multiple times too. That 6% could be people that are married multiple times. That is true. Yeah. Because you're one way to look you, at it. you would be divorced and married. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Let me see that. Single, single, never married, and then married. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. 98% of our audience is English is their primary language. So 7% of our audience doesn't speak English as a primary language. We have more people that speak a foreign language as their primary language than are married. That's interesting. To listen to us. That's really interesting. Does it give a breakdown of other primary languages? Like, uh, what's our second most popular primary language? Spanish. Hola. <laughs> and then the other one is uh, – wow, this is really interesting. What do you think the second most common foreign language spoken as a primary language by people who live in Trinidad and Tobago is? Queen's English? Does British count? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say no, – I think that falls under English. I'm going to say German. I'll say I'm, no, I'm, I'm going to say it's, it's going to be like a Scandinavian country. Gosh, you're a smart man. It's going to be <clears> – <throat> I want to say Swedish, maybe? Swedish! Look wow. at him! Wow! Good 60, job. 62 nice. people responded Swedish. What's up, Swedes? Nice. We, we have a lot of uh, Scandinavian traffic through Google Analytics, I see. Mm. So to our Swedish listeners, let me say, bark, bark, bark. <laughs> <laughs> what was the Swedish chef you used to always say? Bark, bark, bark. Herbie, herbie, herbie. I saw a Swedish movie on Netflix streaming the other day. It was uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo, and every time someone fucking talked, I kept thinking of the Swedish chef. Did you watch that? <laughs> Did you watch that movie? Yeah. Was it good? It was okay. Because I felt like people like pe- that movie more than people talk about how it's great, and then no. Frank, like uh, our friend Frank, like had to leave a party to go see it because it was such a big deal. They were still showing at the Dobie, no. and I started to watch it, and I got about five minutes in, and as soon as that girl. With the black hair and all mm-hmm. the lame goth stuff came on, I was like, "All right, that's it. I'm done. I can't. Yeah, I can't watch her for two hours." It's very cut and dry. There's nothing outstanding about it. They're remaking it right now with Daniel Craig, though. I think. I've heard the yeah. title a bunch, and I have no idea what the movie's about. Daniel Craig, and I think Ellen Page plays mm. the, the girl. I read it. some popular ass novel. Yeah, is know. it? Yeah, really popular. It's like a computer hacker or something, right? Yeah, yeah. That's all I know. How much did you personally spend on internet ordered items in the last twelve months? Uh, is this boring, or do you think people want to know this? Like, just, I'm, I'm sure they're curious. I'm, I'm so they filled it out, then they'll know. Uh, do, do, do. I can't really know how to break that down. But the biggest category is uh, two hundred to four hundred ninety nine dollars in the so, last twelve months. In the last twelve months, purchased online. Only sixteen percent of our people spent nothing online in the last. 
that wow. 16%, I invite you to go to roosterteeth.com slash store and browse around for a few minutes. Probably they should get a credit card. You might be surprised. <laughs> what we first step offer. in that process. Our deals can't they be They can paid. buy uh, Visa gift cards at the grocery store. I, I am so effing sick of my credit card company contacting me, telling me there's a security problem with their shit, so they change my credit card number. And then I have to go through – I got my life down to one really? bill. Really? Yeah. It happens like once every nine months, nine to 12 months. And I do a lot of shopping online, most of my shopping online. But they say, oh, there's a – one of our merchants had a corrupted database, and they leaked numbers, and we think yours might have been compromised. So here's a new credit card number for you. Spend the next five days of your life finding all the places where your credit card number is and replacing it. I'm going through that right now, too. It's the worst. Are you? Well, because... I have a solution for you. Okay. What's that? More and more places are starting to offer PayPal as a way to take payments. Mm. So set up a PayPal account, put your credit card in there, and then when your credit card gets compromised, you change it in one place. Interesting. Interesting. Doesn't Thank PayPal take a percentage, though? You know, everybody always asks that about PayPal every time I bring it up. I think they, they take do. it from the merchant. They take it from yeah. the merchant. They don't take it from you. you. Yeah. Uh, you, and since you're running it, you, you're still running it through your credit cards. You're still getting miles or rewards or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's good. That's cool. One point. That nine. is a uh, close, Gus. X.com. I, I finally gave in. After all these years, I finally signed up for an, uh, a miles card. Did you? Yeah. Good. I, I got, like, I booked our PAX travel, and it was sad because for the first time in probably five years, I have no elite status. Yeah, on American oh. Airlines. I'm so close. Really? Yeah. I've, and I was like, and I called, and I was like, I've got some upgrade points. Can I get on the list on the standby for first class? Like, no, you're not even gold. It sucks. Wow. Gus and I, Gus and I, both have a ton of upgrade points, and we can't spend them. But I'm twenty three and a half thousand, so the flight two packs is going to put me over, and then we'll be able to request upgrades back is on it, the way home. Is it twenty five thousand miles in a year to get gold status yeah. now? Yeah, I should probably explain this. In order to it's first world problem, yeah. In order to uh, qualify for gold status on American Airlines, you have to fly twenty five thousand qualifying miles a year, or a number of segments, which I don't know off the top of my head. Then to qualify for platinum level, which is the level above that, you have to fly fifty thousand miles a year. Then for executive platinum, which is the level above that, it's a hundred thousand miles a year, which is a lot of miles. It is a lot, and it's like ten trips to China. But being gold is great because it lets you board early and it lets you request upgrades to first class. Yes. It's very Without helpful. having to pay for a first-class ticket. Right. right. Which is nice. I think the only time I've ever paid for a first-class ticket is when you and I went to Scotland and I paid for us to come back. That was so worth it. That was it. a nice gift to you. Thank you so way. much, by the way. <laughs> that, was aw- that was really awesome. Because we got off a plane. We got off of an eight-hour flight. And we, were f- we were perfectly fine. Yeah. We and just- we got some kind of a thing that let us go to the line, like go through the line. Too because of our ticket. Yeah, normally if you have like a status, skip. you will also be able to skip security lines. Or there's a separate security line you can go yeah. to. Travel stories, by the way. Gus had platinum status at one point, and it was so useful to everybody else in the company because there was one year when right around Thanksgiving, I don't know where we were coming from. It was Seattle, I think. Well, what were we doing? I don't remember yeah, what we were doing. You're talking about the time we were in San Jose Airport, right? We went to the San Jose Airport, and the line for the security checkpoint went out into the parking lot the bu- the initial bullshit of that was that fucking san jose airport it was a i remember this now it was when we were getting out of seattle because of that storm right and we had to fly alaskan air out or whatever and uh we ch- we just changed planes in san jose but yes. they they made us go out one terminal through security again to get into the other terminal because we changed we should, terminals yeah. because we changed terminals which really sucked it sucked I mean, we we were in line. We couldn't believe how long this line was. It was. I'm not joking. It, the line left the airport and went into the park. We had to leave the, the airport. people in line in front of us. It was a mother and a and her daughter. And the daughter's like, "Oh, look, here's our car." 
They had parked, gone in to check in, then come back to their car to get in line <laughs> they for were, security. They were they behind were at their, their car. fucking car. They went past their they went past their car to get in line. Think about that. This is a Jay or Dan animation waiting to happen, by the way. And uh, keep going. But so anyway, luckily we're standing there and we're like, there's no way we're going to make our we, our our next flight. Our which flight was like, like in forty minutes. Or forty something. minutes from now, there are literally five hundred people in front of us, maybe more. It was more. It was more than five hundred. And yeah. Gus goes, "Fuck this, I'm gold." Or platinum. Or I'm platinum. platinum. Yeah. I can take care of this. And we're like, excuse me? And he walked us all through the line, and we got right through security in like two seconds because there's a special aisle for uh, platinum holders. For, for first class. First class. And you get to use all the first class benefits. Amenities if you're platinum. If you're platinum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so it was very cool. So it's like, I'm there with me. Whoop. Likewise, I'm now up to, I'm up to one, with everything all the affinity programs I'm in, I'm up to 1.9 million frequent flyer miles. Un-American. Un-American. And Jesus. I'm about to be 2 million, yeah. Hopefully soon. And, uh, when I was in Toronto, uh, we were – it was with my family. We took a vacation. We went, to, we went to Niagara Falls. That was fun. And we got through. God bless American because there was a huge snafu that morning, and we were told that we were not going to be able to check in for the flight, that we were beyond it. But the guy at the gate was like – looked at all of our information and was like, okay, I can, I can handle this for you. Like American is really – that loyalty program, mm-hmm. they are great about that, you know, which to someone who never flies, like that's a bunch of bullshit. But for guys that fly every fucking day – and we're not those guys – but business guys who that's they get on a plane three or four times a week, they gotta be able to go to some place that's gonna honor that. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. They're not they're not the jackasses who are like sitting in security, reading the signs, wondering what to do. I mean, this is a part of their business. And I American Airlines has a lot of problems, but I love them for that fact. Is that they they do like go, okay, we're gonna work with you on this. We'll figure yeah, it when out. I, when I had platinum for those several years in a row, like I had a special help desk phone number I could call it American. And when I called it, it was no automated message. It was someone who picked up and was like, thank you for calling American Airlines, Mr. Sorolla. How can I help you? You know, it's, they address me by name. That's awesome. And there's no, you know, IVR. It's just, right. they, they, I guess they tie your phone number to your account. And oh, that's whenever cool. I called from my phone, they knew it was me. And they have, like, my itineraries and everything up in front of them already. And that stuff's cool. That's I mean, awesome. like, yeah. that, that Best Buy thing, I've been telling Best Buy my friggin' phone number every time I buy something at Best Buy. <laughs> like, why the hell am I doing this? And the person behind the counter once said, you know, you got like a bunch of these coupons left. Do you want to use some of them? Walk over to that kiosk and print them out. I print out $100 worth of just vouchers at Best Buy. Really? So I got a free Xbox controller and a couple DVDs. I've never used any of my coupons from the rewards. You zone. can do it in the store. Yeah, yeah that's, that's awesome. awesome. They, they put that computer in there. It's awesome. It's cool, man. It's really cool. I like that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And that's, that's the kind of thing that, you know, you think, all right, I'll go back and I'll use this again, mm-hmm. which is the point of it, right? All right. How much did you spend on computer software for your home in the past 12 months? 24% of our audience spent nothing on computer software. Really? Interesting. They're torrenting stuff. Fucking thieves. <laughs> I wonder if they're counting games if they don't realize they count, like, even Xbox games and something like that. Should I go to the behavior tab and ask our guys about their behavior? Sure, why not? <laughs> uh, how many episodes of this online show, meaning the Drunk Tank, have you listened to or watched? 96% of our audience has listened to the highest category, six or more. That's nice. cool. Yeah, that's really that's cool. Really nice. Thanks, guys and girl. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how often do you listen to or watch a show? I listen to watch every episode, 93%. Nice. nice. That's, That's awesome. awesome. And about how much of each show do you generally listen to or watch? I always listen to watch the entire episode, 95%. Nice. That's awesome. That's really great. Maybe, they, maybe that's why they're not buying shit and getting jobs. <laughs> <laughs> they're too busy. Listen to the podcast. On average, how many times do you listen to or watch each episode? Uh, 20% of the audience listens to or watches each episode more than three times. Wow. Jesus. Fifty-one percent of the audience listens to the podcast at least more than once. Really? Yeah. That's so the majority crazy. of people listen to each episode more than once. 
What does that mean? Should we make more or should we make them longer? Or I don't know about making make them worse. Maybe we should be less awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Give people time to give <laughs> yeah. it a day. Uh, where where do you most often access the show? Sixty three percent of our audience listens to the show via iTunes. Twenty eight percent of the sh- the audience listens to the show via Rushi.com. The producer's website is what's listed as here, and then. Six percent of the audience listens to it via Zoom. I listen to it via the via the website. I said that there's another words other please specify, but we don't have access to the please specify. Yeah, that hmm. is weird. Yeah. Uh, how often do you most or how do you most often listen to or watch a show? Fifty percent of the people listen to the show at a PC or a laptop. Thirty-three percent of the people listen to it on an iPod. Oh wait, iPods are a couple different categories here. So 40% listens to it on an iPod or an iPhone. iPhone is 7% of the total. Huh. And then 1% of our audience listens to it on the PSP. They must fucking hate us. Yeah. Congratulations, dude. <laughs> How can you get it on the PSP? What's that? How can you get the, the podcast on the PSP? We have, a web, we have a web browser, and you know, they probably just hook into the, uh, the RSS. Oh, okay. And then there's 13 people responded. They listened to it on a TV. What the fuck? Really? What are you doing? Is that, is, are you using your Wii maybe browser? They're, maybe they're using iTunes and piping it through their... Uh, like Apple TV or their, something? Their audio out, like we talked about earlier, Airport Express. That's a pretty high percentage, 13%. No, I think it's 13, it's 13 people. 13 people. 66% of the people listen to a listen to the podcast on a device that is currently connected to the internet while they listen to it. I wonder why they wanted to do that, why they, why they asked that question. Probably for, uh, like, you know how we have the enhanced podcast? Maybe for uh, ads like that they can click on. I would assume. All right. Well, I'll save some more for next time if anyone else yeah. is interested. I, okay. you know, I w- I, I've started for the link dump. I've started using bit.ly links every now and then so I can see how many people actually click on link dump links. Only about 10% of people. Really? So you're doing all that work for 10%? Yeah. 20% if it's a hot chick. Nice. <laughs> is that true? Yeah. Jessica Nigri uh, has like our highest click-through rate of any uh, bit.ly link. Who's that? Link. That uh, was that chick from Comic-Con? Oh, yeah. She was hot. Yeah. Super hot. Big fan. Oh, my God. You guys pissed she should. She should contact us. You guys have pissed off a lot of people in this office recently. How's that? Well, the whole Comic-Con podcast pissed off a bunch of people. I was in on that one, but I was trying to defend other people for your fucking stupid jokes you're making at the booth. And then last <laughs> week, you guys were talking about how all the work you guys did on the videos during Crunch and everyone else is taking a break while you guys are still working on videos. For no, we never said we were working on videos during Crunch. If you go back and listen, I'm sure we never said that. He, yes, he did. He goes, we were working on videos hard during Crunch, too. And now we're here. We're still working on videos. I was, dude. Dude, you took a vacation in the middle of crunch. <laughs> you, were, you were gone for 10 days. You were gone for three weeks of July. Yeah, well, only 10 days of that was vacation. The rest of it was work trips. You can't count that, Jack. Come on. And then also, this, I got I came, in my defense, I got off the plane at 11 o'clock at night, and I came to the office. Yes, you did. I dropped my family off, and I came to the office, and I didn't leave the office that, until crunch was over. That is, you did do that. All right. You did do that. I, I, made, I like did my best to make up for that. <laughs> <laughs> for, the, for the 10 days. Incidentally, I'm going to want to take vacation in September. Go for it. Vacation. <laughs> recharge recharge the batteries, the Yay. dust batteries. Yeah. Uh, as soon as the site is up for like two days in a row. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so work, do you, have you explained that, like what's going on with the volatility of, the, of our website right now? Um, to an extent, not really. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we, talk, we talked about like some of the work that's gone in, but to get into specifics about instability at the moment would I feel more comfortable talking about it once it's resolved if that makes sense the thing is we're working on some speed fixes which means we're turning off services occasionally and then also we're what we we're have doing to, it on the fly yeah we have to see what breaks and how it breaks you know 
and uh, when when stuff breaks, sometimes I can't touch it. I have to let it sit and see what it does. So we're in, to evaluate it. We're in then, the tweaking uh, period right now. Right. There you go. I'm taking I'm taking a call from my wife right now. Hey, what's up, baby? I muted him. See how hey, useful that, that is. That's now you can't awesome. even fucking hear him. We hey, keep talking. It's like he doesn't exist. Where's lunch today? I'm hungry. Uh, well, Gus is going to want to eat in. Yeah, I'm probably going to want to eat in. Hey, Jeff, where are you going to get a lunch today? Uh, I probably want to eat in. Oh, uh, got you're muting everybody now. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you back? No, no, no. Jeff and Gus, uh, Jeff and Bernie go. are gone. Oh, new mixer issues. Bernie's yeah. right. That's too much power for you. The light means that you're muted. The light, I would think, would mean that you're on. I might just grab some chipotle and come back to the office and eat a mask. I, I, I can't eat that today. anymore. I'm done with that. Oh uh, yeah, dude. We ate at that that Frank hot dog place that you guys eat. Uh huh. They have. Green chili and chorizo fries. I know. Yes, they do. Ridiculously good. Yeah, and really they have good. a pepperoni pizza hot dog. Yep. Come on. What are you talking? What are you talking to me for? You're two we years late to the You're party. Dude. It. We eat there twice a week. Well, it's not that good. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I want to cover a couple of things. Uh, in my journal and, and on the Rashid blog, I put up a schedule of all the remaining episodes of this season, season Ooh. eight, Revelation, uh, when they will be out. And then I also put in that, but we should announce here, that we got our PAX panel time. We actually had a cool kind of an afternoon time. We're going to be on Friday, opening day of PAX. Is it Friday or is it yes, Thursday? Yes, Friday. Okay, so we'll have the 1 p.m. panel right after Gabe and Tycho's panel. Yes. So nice. they have their opening panel. I guess the keynote, then their panel, then us. Right. Right. And uh, we'll be, what are we going to be showing? We will be showing at least episode 18 oh, – excuse me, episode 19 and 20 – of season eight, which are the final two episodes of the season, which so will it, not be out on the internet by that point. Yeah. No, it'll 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 be a while before they're out. It'll be two, two or three weeks. weeks. Nineteen will come out on the following Monday, and then twenty, the final episode, will come out the week after that. So, so if you want to see the end of Revelation? And early, you want to see the end of Revelation? Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. I concur with you, Jack. <laughs> it's it's awesome. It should be it should be a lot of fun. So Friday is our day at PAX. Please come see us on Friday. We would and love to see you. And then that. also, aren't we appearing on another panel on what? Saturday? In fact, I just got an email about that. Let me verify that. And by we, I mean I think you specifically. Uh, yes. Uh, Saturday at 1230, uh, we, I will be on the Halo Universe panel. Congratulations. Nice. Thank you. Very cool. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to say. We, we <laughs> went to, we, I play Halo. We went to that panel at Comic-Con. It was pretty cool. It was fun. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, it's a lot of very... Uh, um, esteemed and prestigious people will be on that panel. Yes, you? exactly. Esteemed authors and creators, and the and, then, and, and also the guy, the guy who made Griffball. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, don't forget the community playdate for Monday Night Combats tomorrow night. You'll be up there with like those of you interested. Karen Travis and like uh, what's his name, Mr. Hulk. Mr. Hulk, Luke Peter. Uh, no, the guy that wrote the Hulk forever, Peter David. Oh, oh I got gotcha. you. Yeah, and then uh, Frankie. Yeah, Frankie will be on there as well. So. Should be cool. Should be a very cool panel. I'll be very quiet during that panel. <laughs> and not at all drunk. <laughs> all right. Is that it? I think that's it. Think so it's lunchtime. Peace.